Hey guys, and welcome back to Deeper Than Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sav. And we're on episode 86, but it's not just episode 86, it's another short stuff bonus episode. And not only just a short stuff bonus episode, but it's another FNC installment, and this is FNC part 37, bringing you all the way to where DTM is located, Oregon. So today we are going to be covering the Klein Falls Axe murders, question mark. Um, this is an event or a situation that took place in 1977. Before we get into it, let's tell you how you can support the show. If you're listening to this podcast on any of your podcast platforms, make sure you are leaving a rating and review and also sharing with your friends, family, and whoever. Even your mom's dog. I don't care. Just share it. And if you're also listening, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Deeper Than Most PC and the PC stands for podcast. Also follow us on the Clock app. Yes, we're on TikTok at DTM Pod. Also, also join our Facebook group, which is the official Deeper Than Most Facebook group page, whichever one <laughs> that it is. Also, if you want to email us some questions, you can email us at Deeper Than Most PC at gmail.com. And again, the PC stands for podcast. Don't forget it. Yes. So now we get into essentially who this case is about, where this took place, and what actually happened. So we're going to be talking about Terry Gents, who's a 19-year-old, and Avra Goldman, who was a 20-year-old. Terry was born in 1957 from Western Springs, Illinois, and was an undergraduate at Yale University in 1977. Goldman was also an undergraduate at Yale and was from Wellesley, Massachusetts. I've never heard of these places. Never. It was summer vacation. Jensen, her college roommate, wanted to go on an adventure, and the college roommate was Goldman. The two ladies planned to go biking across the country, starting in the East Coast and ending in Astoria, Oregon. They would be following the Trans-American Trail for their journey. Nearing the end of this venture, the pair decided to stop and camp at Klein Falls State Park near Redmond, Oregon. And this is located along the Deschutes River. Did you know that Deschutes was real? I yeah. thought that was just like the brewing company. Yeah, no, I knew it was real. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I did a lot of research before we came here. And I, and I didn't know there was a Redmond, Oregon. Because there's a Redmond, Washington, but I've never heard of Redmond, Oregon. Yeah, no, that I didn't know. But as far as the shoots go, I kind of heard it, like, well, read it in passing. Because I did a lot of research before we, like, moved out here. Mm -hmm. Just to see what the fuck we was getting into. And I do, I am familiar with Astoria only because um, a co-worker of mine, like, is from Astoria. And they tell me quite a bit about Astoria. So I know that it's a small town, um, very pretty, kind of like just out there in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, just small town vibe. Also, when I was doing research on this, um, it was unclear if their journey was starting in Oregon or if it was ending in Oregon. But considering that they went, you know, they lived in like, Illinois and went to Yale. I'm assuming they started on the East Coast and we're going to end in Oregon. But sources said one or the other. Judging by the way this looked, yeah, I'm going to say they started on the East Coast and uh, yeah. Worked, worked, worked their way, way over. 
During their first night on June 22nd in their tent around 11.30 p.m. while sleeping, they were abruptly woken up by someone driving a truck up to their campsite. They then proceeded to drive their car into and over the tent, pinning Gents to the ground by her chest. Oh my god. With a truck. Jesus fucking Christ. And you're alive. Yeah. And you're like and half awake. Something like, yeah, it's just... Not only did they run into the tent, but they ran like over it. I mean, because it's a tent. Like, if you're going to ram into it, it's going to roll over and you're going to go over it and everything that's inside. Mm-hmm. This resulted in both of her arms breaking, one leg, her collarbone, several ribs, and crushing one of her lungs. Jesus fucking that, her. That sounds painful. Yeah, that sounds like too much just yeah. too much like that's practically that's your whole body like what do you mean both of your arms one of your legs your collarbone your ribs your your lungs like everything and we only got 13 ribs so like several could mean like seven or yeah. eight right exactly more than three god damn it exactly the attacker wasn't finished though exiting the vehicle to attack the women with an axe and goldman was struck in the head approximately six times jesus it's fucking good after like being rammed into with a fucking truck right and then like especially gents you know being rammed into by the truck and then like also being hacked by an axe like i i just i'm sure there was a tremendous loss of blood for both of them and that's just got to be terrifying hell yeah Imagine that shit, like, you get ran over and then they get out and start just hacking away. Yeah. But, like, I wonder what the motive is. Like, why? Meanwhile, she's pinned under the truck still. Right. Which I'm assuming, you know, the attacker wasn't able to hit her with the axe as many times as they did Goldman. That's probably why they were just attacking Goldman with the axe for the most part. Mm -hmm. Because Jens was actually, like, pinned under the, the truck this whole time. So you can only get to certain parts of her body. Right. And in my head, the way I'm imagining it, you know, even with the truck being over the tent and whatnot, like they were still in the tent, right? That's what I would think. I mean, I don't know. Because at this point, like, you might, yeah, they might, they're running over the tent. So, yeah, they might still be in there. But, like, I don't know if the tent's, like, ripped up or, like, what. That's true, yeah. So, I don't know. After some time, the attacker suddenly just stopped and left the scene. Somehow, though, suffering very significant injuries, both of the women survived the ordeal. That's fucking crazy. Imagine that shit. You fucked up. Like, your whole body's fucked up, but yeah. you survived. And, but, like, then more fear would set in because, for one, you don't know if this person's coming back. For two, like, you're on a campsite. Like, you're probably far out in the middle of nowhere, in the woods. What are the chances of somebody running into you and helping you like what do you do in that type of situation especially around this time where cell phones just weren't really a thing like they are today right shit there ain't too much you can't do aside from try to crawl your way out of it the best way you can that's all you got Jens miraculously was able to crawl to a nearby road where she flagged down a car that was driving by how I mean, I'm sure she could, like, lift her arm up. And they were both broken. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, nigga, how? Wait. Ribs, what? lungs. This is the one that yeah. was pinned under the, the truck. Well, how the fuck did... Huh. How? Unless the truck just seen... Unless they 
the car seen them, but and I don't know. Had to like get back in that motherfucker to drive off. So yeah, like while some weight and pressure was lifted off, you know, when he got out to do the attack, you know, as far as him driving away from the scene. She was still pinned under the truck this whole time. He had to have driven off of her. I mean, he had to reverse over her ass again. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, she's still getting ran over. Exactly. So, I don't know, bro. Insane. It's just, it's, it's so crazy sometimes, though, like, realizing all of the things that the human body can endure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't know, it really just depends on the situation. Like, sometimes our bodies can endure so much trauma and, like, injury when there's other times where a simple fall or you know um a more minor attack or injury is fatal yeah i don't know man humans are so durable but so fragile it's, yeah. it's crazy absolutely but what else is crazy is us taking a moment to thank our sponsor and we will be right back have you heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast it's free and easy to use it has creation tools that allow for recording and editing straight from your phone or computer. This means you can view your listener account, upload vidcasts, and personalize your show, making it the best user experience around. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more, making it so you don't have to do it individually. You can even monetize the podcast without minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to make a podcast in one place, like adding files, sound effects, and audience messages. So download Anchor today at anchor.fm, and that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. So what are you doing? Start your own podcast now. And we're back. Now we continue into the details. The car passing by was Bill Penhollow and Darlene Gervais, two teenagers who were in the area. Gervais recalled that Gents was, quote-unquote, so bloody it was dripping off her hair, the ends of her hair. That's insane. God damn. Yeah. She was covered, basically. Yeah. Penhollow and Gervais drove to the campsite to tend to Goldman, who was severely injured, and while doing so, noticed a pair of headlights appear in the distance at the edge of the park, which obviously, you know, frightened everybody, um, because they assumed that it had to be the attacker just returning to the scene, either to check or finish somebody off, or, you know, you, you just never know. Um, but the vehicle, however, did drive away. But it still makes me think that this was the attacker because if you see that there are people there, like, fucking with the scene or trying to help the victims, you're not gonna just pop up. <laughs> Unless you're gonna take them out, too. Like, but that's risky. If your initial victims didn't even, you know, like, die from what you were trying to do. Like, how do you think you're gonna be lucky or successful in your second attempt with more victims to worry about. And you couldn't even do the first two. Yeah, nah, man. I don't think he would have, like... Took the risk. Yeah, I don't, that, that's why I think they probably drove away. Because, I mean, it doesn't make sense to go back and then you see people there and then try to kill them, too. Because then that's a whole other situation to worry about. Yeah. And you see that the victims that you initially tried to kill, it, it didn't work. They didn't die after all that. So, yeah, it just wouldn't be worth it. Definitely. 
Police arrived at the Klein Falls campsite after midnight on June 23rd and began investigating the scene. Officers who inspected the scene examined tire marks left in the dirt that they determined the vehicle likely had two bald tires in the rear, which were six inches, aka 150 millimeters in width. One of the front tires was possibly bald, while the other had significant tread. Now, I'm assuming bald tires are just like tires with no marks or tracks, no tire track. Mm -hmm. And then that, that means that three of them were like that, but one of them had tire tracks, like had tread. Yeah. But it also helps you identify tires, too. Both Jens and Goldman were taken to St. Charles Medical Center in Bend, Oregon, where Goldman underwent a nine-hour emergency brain operation. Ooh, oh my God, man. The thing about that is, like, that's life-changing. Like, even yeah. after the first hack, like, that's... Your, yeah, your life is and, altered completely. Yeah, and it was six to her head, at least. Yeah. There was a suspect who was 17 years old named Richard Dam. However, there was no proof to connect him to the crime. Um, and, you know, there was, like, some weird stuff about him and about how, like, him and his girlfriend had gotten to a fight, like, you know, that same night. And he didn't have, like, an alibi for his whereabouts or something. And so he was probably already, like, in a bad mood. But nothing really checked out with that. Um, and then his girlfriend, you know, did come forward saying that um, not too long after the murders that he had changed out all the tires on his car, as well as gotten rid of like a toolbox that was in his truck because, you know, he had a truck um, suspiciously, you know, after. So, but still no concrete evidence and proof. Sound like somebody covering something up. Because how he just automatically just wanted to go change his tires, get rid of the toolbox. Why? Right. Wouldn't you need that shit? Like, what if, you, what if your truck break down? What do you need to help somebody? Exactly. Okay. Another suspect was convicted child rapist and murderer Richard Wayne, a.k.a. Bud Godwin. Um, I've never heard of him. But after the attack, Godwin was imprisoned for the murder of a five-year-old child, whose skull he used as a candle holder. Damn, what the fuck? Yeah. On the night of Gents and Goldman's attack, a female relative of Godwin's, with whom he had allegedly had a sexual relationship with, was possibly staying at the Klein's Falls Park. Though this man did not match the description of the attacker that Gents had given. So they're saying that this guy was in the area. He's already got a shady pass. He's already killed I mean, children, you know, um, and the relative that he was supposedly having a sexual relations, you know, with was in the same area. And if they were doing their thing, you know, in this area that puts him, you know, right place, right time. But he didn't match the description that gents had given. And the description that gents had given was like a younger cowboy type of guy um just based off of how he was dressed and whatnot and i think that's what originally connected richard dam to the case and kind of you know made him a suspect because he fit that description um whereas godwin didn't fit that description but he was still questionable mm -hmm. i don't know man <laughs> shit that sounds like a lot though like i don't know i feel like even if Buddy didn't do it, he knew, I don't know, 
could have known who did it or whatever. I don't know. Because it's just all too suspicious. He just want to replace everything on his truck. But he ain't the motherfucker that's, that's responsible. I mean, yeah. And, of course, they couldn't do, like, DNA shit. And I think what's more frustrating is, like, you know, you survive this attack. And then, I don't know, I, I would feel like I would be living my life in fear forever after that. Especially knowing that, like, the person was never found right. that did this to me. Right. No, that's crazy, man. And then, like, yeah, like you said, like, to survive and then just have that constant PTSD and, like, having to live with that for the rest of your life. Like, if I ever go camping again or if I'm ever, like, just out doing a road trip, like, who knows what could happen, you know? In the end, both Avery and Terry were able to fully recover from their injuries and continue to live their lives. Oh, wow. So, when they say fully recovered, do they mean, like... Completely, like, in terms of, like, cognitive function and everything. Because six times to the head with an axe? I don't know. Goldman did suffer permanent vision problems from her head trauma. And in 2006, Jens went on to publish a book about her life following the attack that she had survived. Titling it, Strange Piece of Paradise. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... She definitely did, you know, suffer permanent problems from her head trauma. But the fact that she was able to survive head trauma like that, that's just miraculous. Honestly. Yeah, that shit is crazy because even, I don't know, like the way that humans survive certain things is crazy to me. Because there's been people that have gotten sad, but then like you hear like the story and it's like, oh, they were X amount of inches away from vital organs. Or, yeah. Like, so it's like I, you get lucky in a sense. Well, like I'm trying to think, like when you get struck in the head, and I'm sure like brain was exposed or like you know the skull's been cracked because you've been cracked like six times. Like, what? What happens? Like, are you? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm sure there was um, permanent, you know, brain damage as well. Um, I also read in one of the articles that Goldman, you know. After the attack, like, she suffered brain loss really, really bad. Um, and she wasn't able to remember the attack at all. But Terry Gents, um, you know, she was able to recollect everything that, well, not I don't know about everything that happened, but majority of the story. And that's how she was able to publish a book about it. I mean, you have to remember something. I don't know, man. I think that would be pretty hard to forget, though. Like... I got ran over in a tent, and then my friend got hacked in the head six times with an axe. So, yeah. And you were hacked at too. Like, yeah. that's wild. Um, also, you know, like, around the time she was publishing the book and everything, she had came back to Oregon, like, years later, to try to, you know, ask around and try to figure out who did this. Because also, like, why? You know, like, if this was that 17-year-old... This couldn't have anything to do with them specifically. It's not like he probably knew them. Especially with them being from the East Coast. They probably didn't know a lot of people out there. Right, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just crazy because it's just like there's so many questions and no answers. So, that was the Klein Falls Axe attempted murders. And... I'm glad that we were able to cover an FMC that didn't result in death, you know? Um, it's still unfortunate, very, very unfortunate what happened to these women. 
and just how this event has altered and changed their lives permanently um, and not in a positive way. So, yeah, I mean, such a terrible thing to go through, but I think it's just nice to know that these women were given a second chance and were able to recover from this um, to some degree. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But the fact that they were able to survive and she was able to write a book out of it says a lot. You know, I'm I'm glad that, you know, they're still able to live their lives. May not be to the fullest capacity, but to some capacity. Yes, agreed. So that is it for FNC Part 37. And we were in Oregon once again. And we're always in Oregon. <laughs> But now we're going to roll into our wind down and our kind words. And this time around, we have three, whereas the first one reads, does this make you fear camping or being adventurous? Uh, no. I mean, if things like this are going to happen, they're going to happen. You can't really get away from it. But like, I don't think that should stop you from living your life. Shit. Absolutely. Um, I also, you know, like to make the comparison in my head of how many times do people go camping and, you know, they go back home just fine. As opposed to how many people go camping and they either don't go home or they don't go home fine. Right. You know, there's a big difference in, in statistics, I'm sure, or in percentages. Um, with the majority being people going camping and coming back just fine. So, yeah, definitely doesn't make me fear camping. I mean, I love camping. And being adventurous, I feel like that's a part of being alive. That's a part of living. Mm -hmm. And adventure looks different to everybody. Right. Our second wind down is, if you were attacked in such a severe way, would you want to recover or succumb to your injuries? Now, this is a hard one, a hard question. Well, I mean, hmm. It's hard. Arms broken, ribs broken. Yeah. Lung. Broken, lung. Chest. Damn near collapsed. Chest is like getting caved in. Uh, Axe. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. Or know. the other way around. Getting, you know, hacked at by an axe in your head, in your skull, brain, vision, all of that. I don't know, man. I'll just have to I have to bite the bullet on this one. I'm gonna have to see the big guy on this one because that's a lot. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of recovery to to worry about. Like fucked up ribs, a lung almost collapsed. You both your arms are broken. You can't do shit. Like you can't do anything for yourself. So yeah, yeah I I'd have to um, have to succumb to these. I would say the same. I would probably succumb to these injuries only because just. Like, yeah, like you're saying, the recovery process has to be excruciating, um, pain-wise, as well as, you know, escaping an event like that and, like, surviving something like that. I don't think I would want to see what my actual death would be. Like, that, that's enough, you know? I don't want to have to know that, damn, I didn't die from this, so I'm going to have to go through something again to, you know, reach that point one day and I think after going through something like this severe um yeah I would just I would want to succumb to those injuries probably like I don't know I don't think I would want to go through that again or fear going through that again or you know have the fear of knowing that this person is still out there 
Right, because it's not just it's not just like physical injuries that you have to like recover mm-hmm. from. There's like mental and emotional injuries too. So like you just have to sit here and live your life and be like, God damn, like this shit really happened to me, and it could happen again if I do this again. You know, not even if you do that again, just anything. Yeah. But also, you know, your life is never the same from this either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. We would both succumb to these injuries. And our last and final one down is, how does this attack make you view others? Well, I've always thought people were fucking crazy, so I don't think it really changes my view on anything, but I'll definitely say it makes you, like, want to be more vigilant about your surroundings. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> always being aware of your surroundings is, you know, it's a great skill to have, a great strength. But I feel like even then, you know, sometimes it's not enough. And obviously, like, there's always a point in everybody's life every single day where we're vulnerable, which is when we're sleeping. And I don't know what it is, but something about, like, you know, the Idaho quadruple murder, like, these victims being asleep. And um, with this attack, for example, and these victims being asleep, like, it's just scary to know that you know when you sleep like you're not safe like when people say sleep with one eye open that's a real fucking thing even if you're sleeping in a palace like doesn't matter you know um but yeah I've always viewed others with caution so I mean it's not really gonna change that but it just I don't know it sucks to know that this is the world that we live in you can't even go camping the funny thing is like it's always been like that too Mm -hmm. It's just like nowadays it's more publicized and more seen because we have cameras everywhere. But like the fact that this, you know, that shit like this would happen all the time back in those days, it just baffled me because it's like, bruh, what, what was the problem? Like how and why was this happening so often? Yeah, I've never understood why people just don't stop murdering each other, you know? Right. Like, like, I don't understand why this just doesn't stop. Like why is... Why do people always have to kill each other? I'd be so confused as to how it gets to that point. Like, I never understand how it gets to murder. Yeah. Even if there is a certain motive, I still don't understand how it gets to, like, the point where you got to kill somebody. Well, and for me, I think it's like we hear about these murders so much and, you know, victims and, like, everybody's sad and it's such a a moment, I guess you could say. But then we're right back to it because it just never ends. We're just supposed to grieve oh you know like feel bad make a couple posts move on and then live our lives oh another person passes away time for the cycle again grieve make a couple posts because it's trending you know it's and i'm sure it was like that even back around this time like in the news and just gossip and word of mouth like people talking about this it's trending uh, but to me it's just crazy how like hearing about this type of stuff and you know, being able to relate it to yourself or people that you love and know, why do people still choose to go out and kill each other? You know? Honestly, that's a question. Aside from mental, you know. That's honestly a question issues. I don't think we're ever going to get, like, an answer to. Because, I mean, yeah, aside from mental issues, you you always wonder what people's, mo- like, motives are. But, like I said, I think I said a little, like, an episode or two ago where I mentioned, like, there are certain brain patterns that are just out there that just are. You know, we still don't even understand how the brain works. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Wild. So that was our wind down.
And now we get into these wonderful kind words. What are your kind words for this week? I'd say my kind words are read a book. Shit. Learn something. <laughs> I don't know. Figure something out. Read a book, man. Uh, books can take you to another world. They can expand your mind. They can do so many different things. So just read a book. Read a fucking book. Got any book recommendations? Uh, if I had any book recommendations, I'd say my number one recommendation is Tuesdays with Maury. And it's mainly, and it's by Mitch Abum. It's mainly about this guy who's, um, he, he's a reporter, but he goes back to visit his college professor. And his college professor teaches him one last lesson, which is basically um, learn to live so you can learn to die. Interesting title, interesting description. I might have to read it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my kind words for this week are go on an adventure. An adventure of a lifetime, an adventure that will create a memory that is worth remembering. I think it's important to live a little. Um, you know, death is inevitable, but living is not. So choose to live with the life that you're given um and that starts with adventure and putting yourself out there so yeah go on an adventure this this week this weekend you know whether it's a weekend getaway whether it's you know traveling you know somewhere local somewhere nearby that you've never been to just make an adventure out of it doesn't matter how close or how far the journey is and always remember you never want to say what if you always want to say I remember because, you know, if you live your life and you never do things, it's always going to be that what if question. Who really wants that? And that's not living. Exactly. So with all of that being said, you know, you can support us by giving us a rating and a review on your favorite listening platform. Go ahead and share us with everybody that you know and love. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Deeper Than Most PC. Check us out on the clock app at DTM Pod. And show us some love, because we love to show it back. So, thank you once again for expanding your mind with us this week. Stay light, stay bright, stay positive. I've been your host, Sav. And I've been your host, DJ. And catch us next week on a wonderful and out-of-this-world episode of Deeper Deeper Than Than Most. Most.